Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And today we're introducing you to the artist behind Doc Johnson's sex toys. Oh, I am so excited because before we met this person, we did not even know that there was such a job as like a dick artist. Okay, so Anjani Siddhartha is her name. We met her when we first went on the Doc Johnson tour of their sex toy factory. And back in like the recesses of their plant, there's like a special little shed area. And that is her office. And she has all these cool sculptures and different kinds of molds and everything that you need to be an amazing dick artist. And she's like a dope artist who makes regular stuff. And I love that she has used her skills to also make amazing sex toys. Yeah, you will literally never be able to look at a dick vein on a vibrator (laughs) the same way again. You won't because you'll know that there is a woman And there's an artist behind every single vein. So today we are going to take you behind the scenes of the Doc Johnson sex toy empire. And we're going to meet the artist who makes it all possible. Here we go. This is from my first interview with Anjani at Doc Johnson. We met her for the first time in November 2018 when we toured the factory. And then I interviewed her the March after in 2019, basically like a year before the pandemic. I am the designer, product designer for Doc Johnson. I'm an artist. Um, my name is Anjani, Anjani Siddhartha. What's your inspiration? You know, I always said that even in that time, like when I started working, I think it was 1992 or something, we didn't have the internet like we have now, you know. There was like very limited things that you could do. Was, not everybody have a computer at home or at work. But now with time, over time, it becomes easier to create because now you can go to forums, you can talk to people, you can research more and see what other people is doing too, or really go into the minds of the market we're trying to reach. For example, we're doing a BDSM line. Like before, if, if I'm not into a BDSM, for example, what do I know about BDSM? But now, that we have those resources, I can become a member of a BDSM site, a forum, 
I can ask people, I can read what they want, what they're talking about, what turned them on, or what do they need. So all of that give me extra ideas to see what is out there and to see what I can create to uh, make the product better or create something new, completely new. And I even, not only online, but I sometimes I've been invited like to uh, BDSM clubs, you know, so many here in LA. So I've been there making some friends so, and asking questions. And uh, so I can really, you know, it's, in the beginning it was so simple to think that it was only said, oh, I'm going to make it 10 inch penis. I'm going to make a seven inch uh, thick penis with a big head, you know, but you're just kind of guessing what someone will want to use. But then with time, we started thinking and seeing that there is a small niche of markets mm -hmm. and they, everybody have a different preference for something. The woman will like something different than men or gay men will prefer something different mm -hmm. or people who listen to uh, what we were talking about, the BDSM. Mm -hmm. So we have to try to see what each market likes and what each market doesn't like. Mm -hmm. As Anjani showed me her workspace, she told me about her designs, little inventions, she called them, and how there were different aspects to her job as a designer for Doc Johnson. There is like two phases to, to my work, the clay work, which is divided into parts too. Sometimes we, someone cast one of the performance mm -hmm. But the casting never comes out perfect, so I fix the little things that needs to be fixed. I make it so it can be molded, so it can be useful, you know, fix the lips, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they squish with the material, so it's always something to do. So that's one part. The other part is I create pieces 100% from the ground up. Like this guy cannot come to be cast today or whatever for some reason. Mm -hmm. So he sent some pictures. So I'm working from pictures oh too. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah, so I, he sent me pictures and he sent some video because he cannot be able to come for a casting. So I'm making this. Dude, that is spot yeah. on. Yes, so I'm making <laughs> that. that. So yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's one. And, the, and then the other part is coming out with shapes. You know, I use so many shapes from different uh, stuff that I see. Yeah, Around, I think you were you know, telling us when we came that yes. like those Christmas, that was like butt plug inspiration. Yes, Christmas the Christmas balls. ornaments I can make. Uh, it gave me an idea to make uh, anal beads, uh -huh. or I made butt plugs from uh, this is for a uh, curtain uh, rod. Do you know one of those things? Yeah. Things like that that I see bottles, you know, all type so of bottles. So you see an interesting shape. It's shape. be like, oh, I yes. this would be great for whatever kind of yes. sex toy. That's, that's something else, that's one part. And the other part is that I create stuff completely out of my imagination. Like I created this like expanding butt plug, which we, ha we haven't done yet. So I don't know what we'll ever do, but you see it's fine. So someone will use. Oh my yeah. God. So it will expand. So someone will. That's genius. Yeah, so someone will use this inside and then you start doing this and they start expanding, expanding, ah. expanding to get a more like more feeling you see it's fun it's fun it's fun so this is just like rough prototypes and if they decide to do this they will of course they will send this to china and it will get ref refined mm -hmm. soft materials and you know i do this use out of my imagination playing around so you just made that up from scratch yes i made this from scratch 
Like you see, I got the, uh-huh. this and this and this. Just from scratch. Just an idea that I have. This is like a rough prototype. So if they like it, I show it to uh, in a meeting once and they'll do like it, but sometimes no all products get made. Uh-huh. Or sometimes when I can show something in a meeting, for example, and some products get made because they are easy to make here. If they are easy to make, they send them to China, but some of them are way too expensive to oh, make. Yeah. So yeah, so they have to keep in mind the cost of the sale. Oh, this will cost five dollars and then we will have to sell it for 10 they still have to sell it for 20 and they, so they said no it's way too expensive so they end up not making it or sometimes it just uh, you know like i guess every product in every company sometimes you yeah. make a few things and some get on some the size perform better yeah or like- some or someday you say oh maybe we'll do that in the future and the future never comes yeah <laughs> i'm sure it happens <laughs> In all companies, yeah, even in Apple or any company. That is very true. Not all products get made. In fact, I bet some of the coolest stuff gets left on the cutting room floor at companies all around the world. So I had to ask Anjani about her favorite product to work on. What's been her pride and joy? You know, I I have done so many that one that I like because it was, I worked from the ground up is the silicon handcuffs uh-huh. that that was part of the BDSM line. That's part of the BDSM, and I realized talking to many ladies too that a lot of people is you know you you, you think about BDSM and you think of people with chains and you know metal handcuffs and you know all the leather and all the whipping, but that's a little bit hardcore BDSM. But there is also a lot of women who want like the soft side of BDSM, like a uh, little b- blindfolded, maybe being tied to the bed, you know, like a little domination, but very light, you know, uh-huh. not very strong. So, so I was thinking, you know, so some woman doesn't want to feel that metal handcuffs, so you may hurt them, they can escape, they feel a little uh, afraid of being tied down like that. So. With the silicone handcuffs, they are soft. You still feel restrained, but if you feel unsafe, you can just pull your hand and get out, uh-huh. you know? So it's like a play- playful kind of soft call, oh, BDSM. Like, yeah, and more empowering. Ex- exactly, and you can play with your boyfriend, with your husband, you know, without being too hardcore. Yeah. Because not everybody likes, you know, it's like, Nobody likes the heaviest, you know, it's like everything in between. Sure. Most have been like a big pleasure to work on, but I love the realistic stuff too, because I love to make it look so real, you know, like this, all the veins, all the uh, little skin texture, you know, that I come out with new ways to to do the little crosshatch skin similar to uh, the texture on the skin. So I'm always trying to uh, invent ways to do it and to, so the, the kind of playing with clay is always, since I was very little growing up, I always loved playing with clay. So this is playing with clay is so, so nice to me. So. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to answer this. This yes, is a private yes. question. No, no, but you can you, ask me anything. <laughs> do you have a favorite product to bring home? 
I'm not sure if you caught that, but just to be clear, that was me asking Anjani a question that would probably be considered inappropriate if either of us had different jobs. Uh, Do you have a favorite product to bring home? (laughs) She was very cool about me asking that question, but for a dick artist, her answer is surprising. You will be surprised to know that I don't really use toys. (laughs) I don't use them. No? No, I don't know. I, I have try to use uh-huh. but to me um, there's nothing more essential than another human and I do wrestling I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu so I love that touching squeezing someone and that person to person touch uh-huh. yeah like to me I don't really enjoy it I have play with toys I play a little bit with you know just experimenting with things even with the BDSM like with the you know but I, to me, it's nothing like just person to person. I, I haven't really used a lot of stuff. No. Hey, penis havers. Are you looking to dazzle your partner with your newly shined golden rod? Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> well, look no further than original boner gel. That is right, because Original Boner Gel is the most advanced luxury skincare product for men, specifically targeting your skincare needs below the belt. OBG's naturally inspired breakthrough formula uses collagen, organic vitamin E oil, apple stem cells, and butea superba to remove wrinkles and make your cock look like it just got to Hollywood. Ooh, and that's not all because the delicious smell of OBG is gonna be an immediate aphrodisiac for your partner because it's made from the finest oud essential oil. And that's not all. OBG can also function as a high quality oil-based lube. This is maybe my favorite thing about it. And that means you can rub one out as you're giving your cock a facelift. I mean, you're always ready to go. Be prepared for people to shout at your cock. Hey, are you on a CW show? (laughs) Courtney, I know you personally have had a lot of experience because I've heard Wade's cock just got cast on Euphoria. Well, he actually just made me sign a non-disclosure. So all I'm going to say is that (laughs) thing looks amazing. (laughs) I can't wait for the paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) You love to see it. And you know what else you love to see? Original Boner Gel is offering our listeners 20% off your order when you go to OriginalBonerGel.com and enter code PRIVATE at checkout. That's OriginalBonerGel.com and use code PRIVATE to get 20% off your new favorite skincare. OriginalBonerGel.com, code PRIVATE. Rub it. Chub it. Squirt it. it. (laughs) So let's rewind to get Anjani's journey as a sex toy designer. At the beginning, she didn't know there was such a thing as a dick artist either. She was just a regular old artist doing an art show when her painter friend gave her the 411. See, I worked in two companies before the Johnson. The first one that I started working, um, I think I told you about a friend who we have. Yeah like a art exhibition and he told me to, the, to, to take the job over. Yeah, it was Filipino a Filipino friend, painter friend. It was a very uh, well-known Filipino artist. Yeah, we have an exhibition together with our paintings in, in Los Angeles and that's how we met. And then he told me about the job. That was a, a flip manufacturing with the owner of the guy. He's a, 
wonderful guy. We still, I, I haven't seen him in a while, but we were very close to the world. You know, I used to go to visit him at his place, at his home. His name is Phil Berman. Yeah, Phil was very nice, not only both, but a very good friend. And he was very, we were very close. Yeah, so, so Phil was very nice. So Anjane's first adult novelty design job was for Phil Berman at his company, Phil Manufacturing. And turns out Phil was a very nice boss indeed. He was such a wonderful guy that he did something that almost nobody does. That when I was working for him, he was super happy with, with my job. I worked for him, I think it was like from 93 to 95, something like that. There was another guy that used to... Uh, be one of his customers that he wanted to start a big company in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, that was Taylor Coleman, you know. He's, he was the owner of that Castle Boutique, which is very well known in Arizona. It's like a huge boutique. It's still around. So uh, Taylor, he called Phil and said, you know, I I would love to have someone like Anjani, you know, like she can design for you. And, and then he told Phil because they were, you know, good friend. He said, "Till you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna steal Anjani from you. I'm gonna be. I'm willing to double her salary." Uh-huh. And then, and then Phil said, uh, "Are you sure you want a pair?" And then, then she's here. She's with her husband. So uh, I don't know. Let me talk to her because I don't want to lose her. But if you're willing to pay her double, I don't want to stop her from making more money and maybe uh-huh. you know doing having a better life. So he was such a wonderful guy. He called me and he said, "I don't want you to go, but." I also don't want you to uh, stop maybe doing better because I cannot pay you more than this guy is going to pay you. So he put me in touch with the guy. The guy Phil put Anjane in touch with was Taylor Coleman. And Taylor Coleman was the owner of Castle Boutique Novelties, which seems to be called Castle Megastore nowadays. And I ended up going with my husband. That was like, a, I think it was 95. Yeah, in 95, we went to Las Vegas. And then he... Um, he was a good guy too. We got along very well uh, with Taylor Coleman and he gave us a car, he gave us an apartment, you know, a condominium in Las Vegas. I was fixed in Arizona, we went to Arizona, which I didn't like it at all. So <laughs> we were a few months in Arizona and then with him, you know, he started doing all the malls and a few designs for him. And then he decided to open the, he was going to open like a huge, I think that was his big mistake. That he, it was just the beginning and he started big, you know, like bigger than Doc Johnson. So he spent like, I don't know how many millions of dollars. He got into a big debt. He wanted to do everything so modern and beautiful. He even make a very fancy office for us, for me and my husband. And he was spending so much money. And so we were there, I think, a little bit less than a year, like 95, beginning in 96. And, and that's when he started kind of floundering Mm-hmm. not doing too well because he, I think he, he got more than he could chew, like they say, you know, it was too much for him. Ah, oh, classic business mistake. Being so hungry for success that you bite off more than you can chew. So they had some fun months in Las Vegas, but there were signs that the ship was sinking. But someone from Doc Johnson was about to throw her a life raft. So I got a phone call from Ron McAllister with he was the yes. like a general manager and he was the designer at Doc Johnson. He used to work in clay, used to do all the designs with her. I got a phone call from him and he said, you know, I somebody told me about you and that you are a designer for this company. And then and you hear some rumors, you know, that they wanted to try to take me, Doc Johnson wanted to try to take me from 
from these guys. And I, I, I don't know anything behind the scenes, you know, but sure. that's where you hear. <laughs> this is hilarious. It seems like folks in the sex toy industry love to poach each other's talent. However, there also seems to be a heartening streak of trying to do right by their employees. But I went to, I'm always very honest in my life. So I went to Taylor and I said, Taylor, I see you having a lot of trouble with the company. I got a phone call from Doc Johnson. They wanted to have an interview with me. Are you sure? And you want to stay around because I will stay with you because I really like you and you like me. And, you know, we used to get together, go to his mansion. And, you know, it was very good for any of us to become like a good friend. And then I said, uh, are you going to stay around? I will stay with you. And then he said, ah, you know, and Johnny, I, I'm not sure. I think we, we're not going to make it. And you have to do whatever is best for you. So so I went to, the, uh, so I drove from Las Vegas to to North Hollywood to meet with uh, Ron McAllister and Ron Breverman and I don't know, someone else was there. And then uh, are you showing what we have done, you know, some pictures of the stuff we have done. And they already kind of knew about me, you know, like uh, uh-huh. Ron McAllister, somebody told him about me, about my designs and that experience. So I showed him and I got along with uh, Ron McAllister very well and he was going to be, I was going to be his assistant and and then he said, yeah, you can start right now if you want. And I said, maybe next week I have to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and, you know, he has to move. And again, you know, yeah, so we went back with my husband. So they hired us, me and my husband as designers. And then we went back to Las Vegas, say goodbye to Taylor and came back here. And that was in like 96? I started in Don Johnson at the beginning. I think it was like April of 96. So you're on your... 26th year? Yes. Congratulations. Anjane's been with Doc Johnson for 26 years, and she's worked as a dick designer for even longer. She's seen the sex toy industry go from perverted pariahs to fully embraced by the mainstream as far as the public perception is concerned. So I had to ask how that's impacted how she feels about her job or how her friends and family treat her job? That's, that's a beautiful question. You know why? Because in the beginning, for the, for the first 10 years, I never told anybody what I did for work because I was ashamed too. Even that I was not ashamed of what I did because to me it was art, uh-huh. like making a penis, making vagina or working in butt plugs and all this, just the names and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm, even that I'm very sensual too. To me, that was like something kind of private. And so when people, you know, friends and family, even my family didn't, all my family is back in Colombia, but when they ask me, I always say I'm an artist. Uh-huh. I am designer, I'm a, you know, any forms, anybody who asks me, always, I'm an artist. I, oh, what kind of art? Oh, I do designs. Unfortunately, I did some, you know, I used to, uh, and I still do make like uh, Hindu goddesses and gods and uh, Buddha sculptures and all that kind of stuff too. I love that stuff. So I used to yeah. make that and sell them. So that's what I told people that I did for a living. Like I'm a sculpture, I do art. And I didn't know when, when someone, there is a few people who came for, for wanted interviews or pictures. I always hide. Okay, like I, I don't want it to be in any online thing people oh, really? see. Yeah, I did it. To me, it was like kind of a shameful, like I'm an artist, I'm spiritual. 
I don't want anybody to see me doing these things or talking about me doing sex uh, toys. But then when things start becoming a little bit more mainstream and uh, people start being more open, even, you know, celebrities and stuff like that talking about this, the products and movies and all this thing coming up. So, so I start realizing that this is my job and I'm proud of this and I'm creating something and I'm sure, you know, in the last 20 something years, how many people in the world have been happy using something that I designed or that I made. And uh, and I used to go to, you know, even to Europe, I went to Europe, South America. I just came back from Chile too. And I sometimes I walk into the store and I see a lot of stuff that I have designed. And I'm like, Amazing. these people, it's funny because sometimes I walk and I see this, the store with my designs and I said, it's funny because these people doesn't even know that I made this, you know, <laughs> and how many people have been using this all over the world. So now I don't mind that, you know, I've been, you know, I was featured also in the like, New York Times and yeah. there's so many pictures online of me designing. And now I really don't, like to me, I'm proud. Like this is my work. This is my creation. This is what I do. And it's very creative and I'm doing something that I love, which is designing and doing artwork and uh, making so many people happy, basically, you know, somebody who use one of the products, you know, they use it for pleasure, you know. Yeah. Hey, privates, has your sex fallen into the same old dull routine? You can break those habits with a fun, sexy box from Like a Kitten. Yes, Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all your erotic essentials, from vibrators and massage oils to robes and handcuffs. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. Meow! (laughs) (laughs) And this month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, aka Build Your Own Box. You get to choose one item out of each of their six categories. That's toys, beauty products, lubes and cleansers, games, sexy accessories, and lingerie. And then within each category, you have eight or more products you can choose from. So you can build an experience that's customized to your specific desires. I love doing the BYOB box. It is the perfect way to spice things up. So what's some of your favorite stuff that you've gotten? I like the erotic massage candles that you can light and then drip on your partner. And it's like a nice oil that you can rub in. They have that really cute vibe from Zalo that I really like. Love that. That looks like a heart. I also really like the bracelets that look like gold cuffs that are really like cute. Those are so hot. Anyway, privates, what is amazing is that the box only costs $79 and some of the vibrators alone retail for $79. So the entire box of six gifts is a steal. And what's even cooler than that is that a portion of all sales goes to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good while feeling good. And right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash private or enter code private at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash private or use code private to get 20% off these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash private. The link is in this episode's description. 
I've been reading a lot about, you know, COVID has obviously had people at home and they've been lonely. And so have you seen a lot of growth at Doc Johnson in sex toy sales and has it informed anything different about the business? What is different on my side? I'm going to answer your first questions, which I'm not super familiar because I'm mostly the designer. So right. but we, what we hear like a last meeting we have uh, over the Zoom also with chat and all the salespeople is that Doc Johnson is been doing even better than years past because of COVID. So Amazing. I think maybe they, yeah, so a lot of people maybe is buying a stuff because they're staying at home. But I hear that they, they have like a wonderful year, like the last two years that they're just doing so good. There was a lot of media about how sex toy sales were through the roof while everyone was stuck at home during the lockdowns. So I reached out to Chad Braverman, who happens to be the second generation Braverman to run Doc Johnson. Actually, if you want to listen to a really funny blast from the past, check out an old episode of Reality Bites, where Soph, myself, and our co-host friend Dave interviewed Chad and his sister Erica way back in 2018. Anyway, this is what Chad had to say about how COVID impacted the company when I reached out to him. Quote, the pandemic affected Doc Johnson in almost every way. While sales did initially skyrocket, it was a double-edged sword to source materials and continue producing at the pace required. As we make many of our products in-house, we needed to prioritize keeping our workers safe while ensuring the quality of the products did not falter. There were definitely highs and lows, but I'm proud of how we as a company handled everything. Nice. And as for Anjane, here's how she's been adjusting. And um, from my side, like I'm working from home today too. I really love it still because I can explore also. I don't know if I told you before that I'm, I'm mostly working for, with clay. You know, I do clay stuff. I, this is how I started doing like spiritual sculptures with clay. But oh, now that I'm at home, I've been able to explore 3D, I'm doing a lot of 3D work. I'm working on the computer now. Oh my yeah. God. So I designed on the computer also some of the pieces that I used to do in clay, which I still do because it's a lot of very fine details that you can look at on the computer as I would like to do in the, in the clay. But it still allowed me to uh, design the 3D part, which I have my own 3D printer here. Let me show you. Can you see it? Oh, that's so cool. Yes, I bought my own 3D printer, so I can print from home too. So I can make quick changes that instead of clay, it takes longer. So for, for example, this one, I like I printed on the 3D. It's like a plastic piece from the 3D printer. If I show this to, uh, we go to a meeting and then we show this piece and they said, oh, it looks nice, but can you make the head a little smaller and can you make uh -huh. it maybe a little higher? I just go on the computer and instead of seven inches, I use input nine inches and I just go for like in an instant, in a few seconds. But in clay, if I made this and they said, can you make it uh, nine inches? I have to cut the piece. I have to put clay. Uh -huh. It takes time and I have to make sure it matches the other parts. So it takes more labor to do by hand. So the good thing about the computer is that it can 
you, you can make from a little tiny one and you just say, I want a one inch, two, five, six, seven, eight, and I just go click instant. So that's a good thing. I'm leading these new programs now. So. That's incredible. So you started that with COVID or you were kind of working on it before and then you started I, working more? I kind of dabbled before when I was doing my own. I, I do my own little things too. I do uh, like for Etsy. Yeah, I have like Etsy little store with the spiritual. I do the Buddhas and stuff. This follow-up interview took place on Zoom, and throughout the interview, Anjane was showing me these very cool pieces of art that she'd made. It was like little Buddhas and aliens and some work stuff and her poetry book. So when you hear me in awe, that is why. So I used to play a little bit with the digital sculpting. I played with that before, but just now with the COVID things, it's like they want me to stay home before, you know, like when everything happens and now sometimes I get to stay home too. So I put more attention on doing these realistic pieces in the new program. So I've been living in my ZBrush and other programs that are professional programs that artists use for the movies. That's so cool. So how often do you go in and do your, because you had such a cool like office area. How often do you go in and do that? To my office, so you mean here at home? Or to the office at work? You, yeah, like how often are you home versus at the Doc Johnson office? In the beginning, it was for a long time I was just at home. And then I just go in uh, when I need to drop some pieces or I just, we have a meeting and we need to talk about something. But now I've been at work most of the time. Uh, like this past week, I've been working some pieces here at home because I don't have now all the programs at work, I have them in my them at home. I have everything here, but uh, I'm like having half. Like sometimes I'm here like a couple of days, and then I go there for three days, or I do something there, and, and then I come here and finish it. And uh-huh. yeah, so it's like, so do you like the? Are are you actually happy with the new workflow? I do like it. Like I, I wish I could. It could be like that forever. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, so you know, maybe it will be. Maybe like you do, like you understand how much freedom you have. Like, for example, simple things that you never think about it. Like at work, for example, to go to the bathroom. My, the bathroom, I don't have a bathroom nearby. I have to walk all the way to the front office. Sometimes they're busy and I have to come back and I have to wait and go uh-huh. back again. But here, you know, when you're working from home, you're working here, you know, you want to go to a bathroom, this bathroom is right here. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you feel like having a coffee, you just make coffee, have a coffee, and, you know. So it's, I think it's, and then you play some music, and it, it's so much more. And for an artist, um, I'm sure you understand that too, that it's so important. Like, I cannot be here for three, four, five hours. Right. I need to get up and breathe a little bit, maybe walk outside for a few minutes and, you know, let your head clear, and then you come back and do it more. So you have that so much freedom, you know? Yeah. You can probably already tell that Anjane and I are kindred spirits, <laughs> but this was the most relatable thing ever for me. Like, yes, the pandemic sucked ass for a lot of reasons, but ushering in the work from home movement was not one of them in my book. Hell yes, it should be easier to pee and drink coffee while you're working. Preach, Anjane, preach. Privates, have you ever been super stressed out after a hookup because you weren't sure of what your STD status was? Oh my God, Googling like every STD known to man. Do I have this? (laughs) 
<laughs> writing sad songs, looking up things that rhyme with chlamydia. <laughs> well, you don't have to live like that because you can know your STD status. And knowing your STD status protects you and your partners. And now you can discreetly test at home with EverlyWell. EverlyWell at-home lab tests give you physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so you can take action on your health and wellness, all at an affordable and transparent cost. With over 30 tests, you'll be able to choose the ones that make the most sense for you. Food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, and thyroid are just a few of the many options. And of course, their STD test discreetly allows you to test for seven types of STDs, all from the privacy of your own home. Ugh, I love that. Here's how it works. EverlyWell ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything needed for a simple sample collection. Using the prepaid shipping label, you mailed your test back to a certified lab, and in just days, your physician-reviewed results and actionable insights are sent to your device. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide your next steps. Over 1 million people have trusted EverlyWell with their at-home lab testing, including us. I recently got a food sensitivity test and... My latest test was a women's health test, and I am so excited to get the insights. And even though I'm in a monogamous marriage, it was nice to know that our STD tests were clear. And for listeners of the show who want to give it a try, EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash private. That's everlywell.com slash private for 20% off your at-home lab test. everlywell.com slash private. Tell me about your art. Tell me about your non-Doc Johnson art. Yes, like me, like I, I just wrote this book. It's a poetry book. Divine indifference. Yes, that's my own poetry book. It's on Amazon. So I do have, you know, I do write a lot of poetry. So I just published this one, but I have like hundreds of poems. I'm going to be, that's one of my goals for 2022. I want to uh, publish like at least a couple of poetry books. I've been working on some of my paintings. I've been working on my sculptures, I even digital or with clay for my own, my own pleasure. I, I paint, I do jujitsu, I think, you know, so. I just got my brown belt. Oh, my amazing. Congratulations. So in in case chat is watching this, be careful. I just got my brown (laughs) belt in Brazil. Yeah, so so I I always try to keep busy. You know, life is so short in this physical plane, you know, and uh, I try to to just have fun, enjoy it, and do something that I really love to do. That's the best thing. Like I really love creating, sculpting, anything that has you have to use your imagination. That's always in childhood. Always been very creative. So I always love that kind of stuff. So when you can do that to make a living and to you know for daily living, that makes your life more interesting. And you know, at least for the little time that we're here. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you if like the pandemic has had any impact. I mean, we talked about professional impact, but if it's had any like personal perspective shift for you, but it sounds like you've been thinking in that way already. Yes, but uh, actually, but it did have, you know, I'm sure like most of us went through some, so many stuff like personally, you're always done meditation and yoga and breathing. And so I'm always 
aware of that spiritual nature that we are, but for some reason, I never experienced anxiety until after I was completely at home. Oh. Because I, when the pandemic started and they said, you have to stay home and don't come to work. And I think I was like in a layoff for a couple of months or something when it started. And so all my uh, academy, you know, the Jitsu Academy was closed. They closed down all the gyms, you know, you cannot really do a lot of stuff. So I was mostly inside my little place, you know, a small place. So I was almost like, and I love to be alone, you know, I enjoy enjoy lo uh, loneliness a lot so i don't mind but i was all the time here just reading and writing and, and i got so much into that that i didn't realize that that affects your physical and mental body too so after a while i, I couldn't you know there was a time when i was so much inside without talking to anybody mm -hmm. that i started feeling this i thought i was i was sick you know I, Mm -hmm. It was hard for me to breathe, and I went to the hospital, and and I was like, I, I can't breathe, you know, and I have asthma too. So, and they, the doctor said, no, you know, they did all the kind of tests and said you are perfect. There is nothing. I think might be anxiety, and I say I don't even know what that is. I'm like, no older lady, and I never have anxiety in my life. I always so relaxed. And I say, yeah, maybe because you need to get out in the sun, you need to walk it because your academy is closed and you haven't been working out after work now for so many years and now you suddenly you stop. So that's what I find out about that, how that can affect your body and mind. So I will start going out to, uh, you know, get more sun, to walk, uh, hike in the hills, to do a more exercise, to try to breathe and relax and and, I, and I've been doing naturally, so I always I, I don't like to take anything for any of that, you know. I just try to do everything the natural way. So fortunately, I'm I'm okay. Yes, you're feeling better. Yes, yes, much better now. Now I recognize that. So when it try to happens now, because sometimes when you are too much inside the place, and I love to read. I have like hundreds of books and all these uh -huh. antique uh, spiritual books from India, and I've got too much into that. So when I feel it a little bit kind of off, then I know what to do. I don't get like a little, oh, what's going on? I just relax and breathe and go outside and take a walk. And, and I, I now understand the pattern, so I can handle it that much better. Good. So if you know how big of a pain in the ass HJs can be, right? Yeah, and a pain in my wrist, honestly. Damn. <laughs> Seriously. Well, Beducated is bringing us all some relief because their latest course is all about hand job mastery. It teaches you penis anatomy and pleasure techniques for giving the most gratifying hand jobs ever. I love learning from Beducated. Basically, Beducated is like the Netflix of sexual wellness. They believe that sexual happiness is trainable, and so they have an online course platform with easy-to-follow video, audio, and written guides. They provide techniques and information to level up your love life. Plus, they offer an expert-backed library of courses from Tantra to Kink to explore new practices and upgrade your lovemaking skills. And not just on a physical level, also on an emotional and mental level, too. Like, I just took a course called Roadmap to Intimacy, and it was all about how to better take cues and feedback from your partner, and it makes your love life so much better. I love that so much. And you know what else I love? All of the Beducated subscription benefits. 
you get unlimited access to all their online courses. You get 100 plus hours of video and audio content. You get tips from their world-renowned educators and you get new content every week that's also super high quality and you can stream it on any device. So here's a hot tip, privates. You can join Beducated for as little as $9.99 per month when you use our code PRIVATE. That's 65% off when you use our coupon code PRIVATE at Beducated.com. That's B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com and use code PRIVATE. The link is in our episode description. Of course, you never want a good dick artist to hang up or smock. But I wanted to ask about retirement, which led to yet another insightful story. Do you ever think about retiring or you're, you, are, you're good yeah. to go? It's, it's funny that you asked me that because I made the biggest mistake, but I'm always more emotional than logical. Yeah. So what happened is like in 2010, we got little issues with, you know, with war. We, we feel like we will know. Chat was not. Uh, in charge yet, but in charge uh-huh. is still like it's starting over there. And yeah. so we were, me and my husband, we, we got some issues with, we were feeling like, uh, you know, many issues, you know, financial and, you know, we have so many personal things going on too, but we, we were feeling like it was time for us to leave. Like we feel we, we were not really respected, you mm-hmm. know, and many things happened, you know, at work, you know, like, but also our personal lives. And we said, you know, we, we are out of here. That was 2010. We said, we're leaving. We just decided to leave. So we said, we're leaving. I'm getting all my 401k and, you know, like we sold the place that we have. I'm originally from Colombia, so I was planning to go to Colombia. But my husband is from Honduras. So we said, you know, we said, let's, I'm going to, let's buy this beautiful 10 acres uh, coffee plantation in Honduras. So we took like $200,000 down to Honduras. I took my cars and sold everything. I said, goodbye, U.S., and never coming back. And I don't want to know anything. I'm retired, younger, you know, and I'm beyond retired. Like before I hit my, I think I was uh, even like 40, in my 40s, you know, so I said, I'm retired so young, so goodbye, you know, I just want to do my life, my, I have so many dreams, you know, I'm going to go to this right. mountain and meditate and teach and spiritually and with my organic uh, farm and do some coffee and live in peace, die in peace over there. You know, all these dreams, you know, do my artworks, paint. My husband is an artist too, so all the sculptures and paintings. So we, we left, you know, with, we didn't say goodbye almost to anybody. We just took off. So, you know, I give everything away and we, I just took all my, a lot of my books, all my money. I went to Honduras and I bought this very nice land and the river and, you know, but then I, I start making, because I'm very emotional, you know, like an artist, you know, I follow my feelings, which are, a lot of times it's nice, but sometimes common sense is out of the door. <laughs> so, yeah, so I used to start buying a lot of stuff, stuff that I didn't know about, you know, I had like 30,000 plants of coffee and I start building this beautiful big house and money started, you know, spending, spending, all these workers, people working for me. And and then I started realizing that with time, you know, 
it's not easy to just go and live up in the mountain. You know, we have so many problems with the roads and, and then the cars and the electricity. I have to pay for all the electricity for the place. I have to install the electricity myself. And, and then you have to, all the water things. And it's like so many things. And then I started sinking more money, more money, more money. And then I started finding out that the land that I bought, because I was going from here from the U.S. to Honduras, I ended up paying like double. Everything oh. was double for me, yeah, like double the price for everything. So we spent so much money, I threw away so much money. So, uh, and things with my husband also, you know, we got into issues and so many things going on. That was a time for learning. To me, everything that happens to you is like a mirror, like life is a mirror where you uh-huh. can see yourself. Instead of blaming things outside, you know, people tend to blame things outside of themselves. Oh, like the Buddha said, you know, he did this to me, she did this to me. Instead of that, I just, why this is happening to my life? I need to make a change because some things are not going right. So everything started going down, down and down. And I got so many bad relationships over there with people that are taking advantage of me. You know, so I said, I don't want to go into that victim, you know, like this, doing this. So I said, I'm just going to drop everything now. Everything stops here. It was like two years. It was 2010 to 2012. So I said, I'm going to have to start from zero. So I just decided to cut off my losses. You know, I lost thousands of dollars. And I said, I'm going to start from zero. And I'm going to just go back to the U.S. And I wrote. Chad was already in charge of the company, so I remember I sang it. There is a couple of companies that contacted me that they wanted to work for them, you know, like Topco, you know, I met with the guy from Topco, but I didn't, I wasn't too happy with these people. So, but Chad, uh, I was in touch with Chad, so he said, yeah, Jan, if you want to come back, you know, you can come back, we still need you, and you know, you, you have a unique talent, you know, he really... I'm happy with him now because now I feel that he really values more like in the beginning. Uh-huh. They didn't really value, in the beginning when we started there, they didn't value the designers. You know, like uh-huh. I think most companies always, the people who is doing some artwork, designing, they always kind of, you know, like... Taken for granted. Yeah, especially 20 years ago, 30 years ago, like they don't value that much. I think now people start valuing now as part, you know, we are all a team, but now they understand that when you make a product, you design a product, you make something that the person behind that is very important too, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a unique talent that you have. So I think Chad understood that now, you know, being younger, you know, new generation. So uh, so I came back to Joe Johnson 2012. So I came back here to zero. You know, I came back starting from zero. Yeah, and it was hard for me. Fortunately, I, I have done martial arts all my life. So I have done Shaolin and Tai Chi and yoga, and all that, but uh, wrestling. But then I, in that time when I came back, I found Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which really, they always have this funny thing about how many people say that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu saved my life. But actually, it really helped me to get out of that. You know, when I came, it wasn't all happily, you know. I came and it was hard for me because I lost everything and you have to start from zero and mm-hmm. spiritually I've always been very uh, strong, you know, because I believe that we create our own reality. So I was trying to learn from everything. Uh, but I was a little bit downhill, you know, like very 
going to let out of depression, you know, because everything that happens and starting from zero again when I have all these dreams and everything crumbled down. And I think uh, Yujitsu helped me to get out, out of that. And and I, that's how I got into my tattoos. She helped me a lot too. You know, I started doing my own tattoos. That was like a therapy for me. Cool. Yeah, so I bought a tattoo machine and I started doing my own tattoos, you know, with all these Buddhist mantras and figures and Hindu and Hanuman and Shiva and Krishna. And that was like a meditation for me. And when I came back, I came back alone too. So doing all my tattoos, doing the jujitsu, with, you know, grappling is, you know, it's already proven also that besides that I love grappling all my life, it's like hugging someone. You oh. know, when you hug someone, all of that helps you also to give you that happiness, you know. So Jiu-Jitsu, I think, between Jiu-Jitsu, doing my tattoos, writing, you know, a lot of poetry, and that's what I wrote a lot of these poems to. Uh, that kind of keep me afloat in that time of my life that it was like very long time, in many sense. And I started going up, 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 up again and then expanding and more wisdom. And to me, that was like a big school, like going to school in those old years to to be who I am now, that I'm now understand why I went through a lot of the stuff, things that I needed to change in my life and just uh, expand. And next time that that's going to happen to me, like next time when I said, now I'm ready to go, it's like really, I'm just like the Tao, you know, I'm just floating and kind of letting things, let life flow without forcing it. Because that was one mistake that I, that I made, I think. I forced things, you know, like, I need to leave this place. I'm going now, you know, like right. forcing right. things to happen. And I understood that you can, in life, you cannot force things. Like you cannot force someone to love you. You know, like, you have to love me. <laughs> like, it's, it's better when, you know, when things just happen spontaneously and start flowing, yes? So now that's what I'm letting my life flow. And this time that I, I almost really, I feel that I wanted to, when I leave, now it's going to be beautiful and flowy and perfect and peaceful and all of this stuff. But you're not in a rush. You're not in a rush to leave. You're in a good spot, would you say? Yes, I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm not going to, I'm doing that to retire. The beautiful thing, you know, I like we have some other, other guys who work at the company too. Sometimes they are in their 70s and 60s, you know, 68, 65. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I ask them, you know, so you're going to retire? And, and they, and they, I, I made me sad because they, they answer that you hear, and maybe you hear this before that, but what am I going to do at home? I'm sitting all day, watch TV, like so sad. But to me, the beautiful thing is that I can leave anytime because I love. I have so much things to do on my own. I have a sculpting, uh-huh. I have writing, I have reading, I have meditation, I have jiu-jitsu. Now that I got my brown belt, I'm like two years away from my black belt, which takes like 20 years. So two more years, I get my black belt. I can teach. I'm thinking about opening an academy maybe down in Colombia. Maybe oh, here. Cool. Yeah, so I can teach jiu-jitsu. I can uh, teach yoga. I can teach meditation. I can do my eye work. I already start selling some stuff in Etsy, you know, some of my aliens, you know, some aliens, I have some Buddhas and Krishnas. So I can retire and I can still have so many things to do in my life. That's the beauty about us that we love, you know, like I'm truly love writing and that we have some kind of creative outlet, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I hope you caught a fraction of the truth bombs Anjane was dropping. 
jujitsu is like hugging someone. The idea that getting through tough times in our lives is like going to a big school, just floating, going with the flow, not trying to force things in life. I mean, ah, yes. Amen. (laughs) I have had a blast on the few occasions I've had a chance to chat with Anjane, but I wanted to know what it was like to work with her. So I reached out to Chad Braverman, who runs Doc Johnson, and this is what he said. Quote, Anjane is an incredible part of the team. She is able to create gorgeous, realistic, and non-anatomical designs, and she draws inspiration from everywhere. It's always fun to walk through her office and see the shapes that have influenced her work. She's been with Doc for so many years and is responsible for many of our top sellers. Unquote. And don't worry, sex toy lovers. She's still excited about what's in store for her upcoming years at Doc Johnson. I think the most important thing is that I've been good in my job and Doc Johnson. And now that I've, I found out about how I can do all this digital stuff. I love that. With the digital design. So I think I can personally and work-wise, I can contribute so much more now to my job because I can do so many things that I couldn't do by hand. There are a lot of these things so hard to do by hand, like a lot of these uh-huh. weird details, you know, and you can just do this with a computer so easily. So I'm excited about the next few years with all what I can do with the uh, digital stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll never know, you know, how long I'm going to be there or I'm going to be in this <laughs> I'm just going to try to do the best I can every single day and just keep flourishing and prospering and being uh, creative. Beautiful. Well, that was awesome. And it's really cool to know that dick technology is always evolving. And I you know, never right? know what kind of artistry might inspire the next dick design. I cannot wait to see what she whips up in her dick lab next. The technology is incredible. And I also just loved getting inside the mind of a dick artist a little bit more. I mean, there's a lot going on in there. <laughs> there really is. That was so cool. So if you are now on a sex toy kick which I can't blame you, make sure to go back and check out our recent episode, Vibrators, A Brief History. We do a deep dive into everything you need to know about the history of vibrators. It is a fun romp through the ages, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite episodes. It's super fun. (laughs) And if you're looking for a totally different vibe... (laughs) (laughs) Tonally, might I suggest checking out our last episode, A Love Letter to Ukraine, where Courtney interviews me about Odessa, Ukraine, where I'm from, and you get to have a little bit of insight into, I don't know, my heart. It's a really beautiful tribute and very timely, so definitely check that out. And of course, make sure you're signed up to our newsletter. There's a link in the description. It is privatepartsunknown.substack.com. We always put out extra information about our episodes, and there's ways to help in Ukraine and travel tips and sex tips and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So make sure you are signed up for that. And make sure you're following along on our social medias. Our Instagram account is bumping. That is private parts unknown. 
That's also our Facebook, and we are on Twitter at Private Parts Un. And you can follow us individually. I am at the Sophia S O F I Y A on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Courtney Kosak K O C A K. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb-ass music? This music is by our awesome friend, Amy Roche. You should get it at her website, amyraasch.com. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. Michael, I will never tell anybody to paint your dick without permission. You went high this time. What happened? I know. I know. And for some reason, I I affirmed consent for Mike, which I don't think he really needed from me. There's a lot going on in that song. Okay. (laughs) Also, props to our social media queen, Holly Brown. She also happens to be a hilarious comedian in her own right. So check her out at Holly Brown Comedy on Instagram. And you can also check out her comedy show, Salty AF Show. And now it's time for the review of the week. This one is from Castbox FM. I recently found several reviews on there and I was delighted by them. So this one is from Kathy and Don Green. And Kathy says, love, love, private parts unknown. One of my favorite podcasts. Seriously, laugh out loud and some great information. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy, rock the cast box. Rock the cast box. I'm so sorry, Kathy. Thank you so much. You didn't deserve that. You rocked our little world, Kathy. Thank you so much. And if you want to rock our world, head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash private. They make it so easy for you to rate and review our show on whatever platform you listen to us on and maybe even some that you don't. Please give us a five-star rating and a review. And frankly, if you have anything but five stars for us, just email us or keep it to yourself because it's not helping. So (laughs) if you want to send us some love, we encourage that. Head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash private. Again, if you have anything negative to say, keep it to yourself. Thank you. This also goes out to my mother. Okay, great. (laughs) All right, we'll check you guys next time. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.